Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. Rain, rain, go away. Make this business owner happier today. (laughs) It is a rainy, hot day here in steamy Raleigh, North Carolina. It is. uh, What did uh, Amy share sent me or she posted on Facebook about the seven seasons of the triangle? And this is like hell hot. This little stretch we're in and there's fake spring, second winter. (laughs) <laughs> beginning of summer hell whatever it is yes hilarious. we are in we are in hell summer that yeah, um it think, is yeah. it is blazing hot here in the triangle yes. but we are in the middle of a rainstorm so it's a little bit of a reprieve but with the these showers come lots of less wilted lawns yes and we are in the comfortable co- air-conditioned confines of purple comma studios with our trusted producer, confidant, engineer, all-around good dude, Drago Bryanick. Well, thank you for the kind introduction. Uh, I yeah. figured I'd take one. Let's so, throw yeah. a website designer in there, yeah. too. Yeah. So Drago's going to join us today to talk about testimonials. And this is just another one of those elements of getting your word out. I would say one of the most important pieces of getting your word out because having a good, whatever you want to call it, testimonials, mm. reviews, um, praise, praise, snaps, yeah. whatever it is that you want to call it, this is how people read and listen or view to make sure that you are doing well in the eyes of others. Yes. And we, whether we like it or not, are herd animals, and we like what other people like. So if a lot of other people like you, guess what? You're going to get more business. This is why when I'm on Amazon, which is a sickness, I find that (laughs) I don't even want to know how much money I spend on Amazon each month, but I will not buy something without reading the reviews first. If you are driving downtown, whatever city you live in, 6.30 on a Saturday night or a Tuesday night, it doesn't matter, and you see 25 people lined up outside of the restaurant, what are your first thoughts? That place must be damn good. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yummy, yummy, let me get in line. It's worth the wait. Don't even care what kind of food they serve. Wow, that must be good. But you're right, it's exactly that. And we've got, there are numbers, you can just Google numbers on the value of a referral, a testimonial, when somebody, you know, adds it to your company's webpage, what that does, because they go on there and they see four or five star reviews. They're like, well, I got to call them. It makes the difference between someone who doesn't have any and has some or has more. The the four star versus five star matters too. Yeah, it does. It really does. And sometimes it goes down to you're looking at something and I'm deciding between a 4.8 and a 4.9. That's a good place to be, though. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, so definitely testimonials are ultra important within the business sphere. Um, so today we are going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about how the hell do you get them? That we're sounds also, familiar to us, doesn't yeah, it? We we're worked also, with somebody. We're working with one of our coaching clients yes. on getting testimonials, which is yep. why this is such a pertinent topic. Mm-hmm. We're also going to talk about where do you put them? Yes. And we're also going to talk about the timeliness and how often you should be updating and putting them out. 
Yes, and if I've learned anything in conversations with Drago and a couple other people, you don't really want to sit in, and we're members of BNI, which is Business Networking International, so it would not be healthy if all of a sudden 10 reviews showed up on Trinity's real estate page. Google and everybody else would go, all right, hang on uh-huh. a sec. What's uh-huh. going on here? Sounds uh, like a she's trying to trick the algorithm. <laughs> I have heard, Drago, that one five-star a week is good. That, I mean, that, that in terms of a general metric, that, that's a great number. I can't say that there's a specific safe number out there, one, two, three, four. But if you're just going for one a week approximately, you're safe. Yeah. Absolutely. So everybody doesn't have to think, oh, I've got it. 15 is better than two, and that's not really the case. Yeah, it, it really depends. And, and when going after them, sometimes you got to, like, batch your quest. But I we'll get to that point I'm probably okay. in the podcast. Right. Yeah. So I'd say um, – we were working with a client recently who um, is about a year into her business, mm-hmm. and she's doing great. She has received all of her business thus far by word of mouth, and she wants to start working on building her referral-based business because word of mouth, I mean, it's awesome that everybody thinks that she does a great job and that they're passing her on to others but she is now at the point where she wants to grow and she wants to proactively be reaching out to people and growing her business if i may quote you for people listening there's a difference between working by referral and your business you get business by word of mouth word of mouth is you do good for your clients and you hope they refer you Mm-hmm. And working by referral is exactly what you do, Trinity, is you ask. Yes. Plain and simple. Still got to do a good job. Yes. But you're you are actively asking and staying top of mind yep. with the people who are most likely to be able to refer you. And that, yep. so and we all have to do that. It's like Drago started talking about is we have to ask our clients and referral partners for the testimonial, which is fine. But again, if they're that wowed by the work you do, they should go, not a problem. Where do you want me to send it? When do you need it? Usually it works out that way. Yeah. Usually yes. it works out that way. But you have to ask. You got to ask though you first. Have step to ask, one. Which, listeners, we're going to ask now and we're going to ask later that you go out and you review this podcast. <laughs> Wherever you listen, go out there, leave us a five-star review. Let us know why you love listening. And if there's any reason whatsoever that you would not leave a five-star review, call me first mm-hmm. and let me know so I can fix it and then review us. <laughs> It's an offer you can't beat right there. I yes, know. it is. I know. Um, and you know what? If I've used your business, I will return the favor. Well, and that's one of the points to talk about as well is these uh, testimonial swaps. But again, only offer to do it if it's the truth. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Got to be coming from a good place. Because yep. it's your name you just put out there where sure everybody is. can see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I left a testimonial for someone once and I found out that they were just a complete shit show and I went back and deleted it. You can do that? You found out. Uh-huh. Oh, most places you yeah. can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, nothing's set in stone, right? If someone does something bad, the business goes downhill, you're going to want to change your opinion, right? Yep. Just yeah, like it happened in this case. Yeah. Yeah. That's, why, that's why one of the biggest pieces of advice from professionals, I don't know who these professionals are, just those people out no. there, out there in the world, is that if you have a bad review, the best thing that you can do is reply to it oh, and address yeah. it and make sure that you 
because people are going to read the replies to a bad review. They want to know how you're going to respond to it. And a lot of times somebody, if you fix their problem, Mm -hmm. they'll go in and they'll modify their review for you. So take it with a grain of salt. None of us are perfect. You may get a bad review now and again from time to time. And people are so much more likely to leave a bad review than they ever are to leave a positive review. Absolutely true. That number's yeah. got to be like 40 to 1, something Probably. ridiculous, right? Yeah, I don't I don't have a stat for it, yeah. but I know that when I'm pissed off about something, mm. 10 people are likely to hear about it versus when I have a good experience, I might tell one. And we got wind of that when you came in. There's an issue with a closing today. There is, yes. And not good. Not uh, a good issue. No. But because <laughs> you've come in here before when you've had closings, not a peep. Because they peep. went like clockwork. Because they were great. <laughs> Came in here today and I was pissed. Oh, and it was raining and there was a, a wreck. On and there 40. was a, yeah, and there was a car accident. And I'm dealing with one of the worst banks ever trying yeah. to get some money sent through. And and I'm not going to bash them on our show. Right. But I'll tell you what, they are not getting a good review from me. And if at all possible, I will deter any of my clients from using them or giving them any future business. And that in itself is a testimonial. Mm-hmm. You telling you have a client who wants to buy a nice $500,000 house and they tell you, Oh, this is who's my you know lender. And the minute you go, uh, let me tell you why that's not a good idea. Let me idea. tell you about the time that my client was homeless and yeah. the next client that was selling it was homeless because the money wasn't there and the bank, yeah. you know, had four days to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last week's show with Brian Smith from iWatch Security, you talked about... Brian, woo-woo, you did such a good job. You talked about responsibility. Yes. It's your ability to respond. Mm -hmm. And you would think if you have an unhappy customer, you would want to address it. But you know what? You would think, but most people stick their head in the Mm -hmm. sand and... Pretend or wait or whatever it is that they're doing, they're just not manning up to the situation. And all of this could have been um, dealt with so much more professionally. One, the communication was terrible along this transaction. And then when things started getting a little rocky, the communication stopped. So to go from terrible communication to absolutely no communication, I don't care if the building is on fire. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me the building's on fire. I might know a great firefighter. <laughs> That's like, what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> Rain's coming in an hour anyways. <laughs> I just want to solve the problem. But yeah. It's their. Jo- it's our job to manage our clients' expectations. Oh, yeah. And if we know something happened... At the restaurant story you told, Brian. Yes. Yeah. Did the name? Have you still, still remember that name? I cannot remember the name of the stinking <laughs> restaurant. You know, I meant I totally meant to look that yep. up for the future shows, just so people know what it was. But I yep. still can't remember. But what I like about the story, though, is the the just like a, a bad uh, review on your website. The manager acknowledged you instead of going. This is our best waitress. It didn't look slow to me. It just kind of blew you off, but he acknowledged that. He did. He did not try to, like... Diminish your experience. Exactly. He was like, you're totally right. You had a really crappy experience, and I'm going to do everything in my power for you to... um, Have a better one. Have a better experience, and also to come back. 
because Mm -hmm. every time I've gone there since, I have spent a crap ton of money. And how good was that dip he sent you home with? Oh my God. It's just, it's so good. I could hear that in your voice when I was editing. So good. It's like a red pepper dip and it's spicy and delicious. And oh gosh, I could just eat a whole tub of it, which I pretty much did because he sent me home literally with a tub of dip. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Drago, have you had clients that were hesitant to respond? Or didn't understand maybe the uh, the implications for not responding at least quickly. Not, not not in recent memory any okay. time. Just just because of what we were just talking about a second ago. Like I was blazingly aware that setting expectations is yep. one of the largest parts of my or any one person's job. Yep. So that that that's what I really try to do from day one. Really set expectations. Yeah. So that that can't really say it's been a problem for myself. So there's a it's city downtown. Oh, I love city. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Woo! Thank you, Google. I've been there a ton. Yeah. Nice. So that was I had a really really terrible experience there, and oh yeah, and it makes sense. It's probably an isolated incident because was you've an, been back. I've been I back. I have been and it's back, been good. and yeah. I am so glad that that manager made it right because every time I've gone back, it has been. Phenomenal. The food's been great. The service has been great. So if I hadn't brought it up, mm-hmm. I would have not have known that he was willing to make it better. But going back to most of your clients don't want to rock the boat and are not going to tell you if something's going poorly. So you have to ask. As much as we don't like to hear the negative feedback, we need to ask what it is that we could be doing better and how we can have help them have an even better experience. Because even at Disney, which, you know, is the experience capital of the world, happiest place on earth, (laughs) there are still things that they can do to make it an even better experience. And they're always going through the process of innovating and coming up with more ways to wow because you don't want your experience at Disney to be the same year after year. You want it to just keep getting better and better. In previous lives, I have managed two facilities, and Becky and I have had this conversation where we would go to a restaurant or go shopping, or she went somewhere and just wasn't happy with something. I said, did you tell the manager? And she said, no, I didn't really want to. I said, but they need to know that. If it's enough where you come home and you tell me how bad it was, which you rarely do, they need to know that. Now, it's up to them how they process it, but they need to hear if... Nobody was at the customer service counter or the waitress didn't come by for a waiter, didn't come by for eight minutes. They, they just need to know that. So They do. And sometimes it's the little things that make a huge difference. Scott and I were out. Um, we went stopped to get dinner last night on our way home from looking at a house. Um, and yes, we'll talk about that later. Um, Can you cut your own commission? luckily it's on the buy side so (laughs) get commission and buy a house (laughs) but we were at a a greek restaurant because i love obviously Mm. love food that is not of the norm the guy that was at the front desk or the counter was on the phone and never once made eye contact or acknowledged that we were waiting in line and Scott was fuming. He's mm-hmm. like, why doesn't this guy just look up and say, one minute? You know, like, yeah. or just acknowledge that we're here. That's what I was going to say, acknowledge your presence. Just acknowledge that something. we're here. And it was just driving him crazy. And and it, it didn't really dawn, like, it didn't bother me. But then once he said it, 
I was annoyed and I'm just like <laughs> staring him down, waiting for him to just acknowledge that we're there. So we know that he knows yeah. to at least hurry up or that, you know. Was he on so, his cell phone? No, he was probably okay. taking a to-go order or okay. something, which fine. is which is totally fine. Just yep. acknowledge we're there. But that all in and of itself probably wouldn't. So that was kind of like a, oh, uh, that wasn't the best coming in experience. D- so different than like when you walk into Mo, welcome to Mo's, yeah. you know, like I hate it. It makes me feel super embarrassed every time I walk me into too, Mo's. Me too. <laughs> I don't, I don't so like that much attention. I don't want that much attention walking into a food place, but I also want to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And then our food wasn't that great. And it's just, so then all these little things started adding up and all those little things kind of made it to the point where when we left there, I was like, I don't know that I would ever go back. Mm-hmm. And that guy set the tone at the front desk. Yes. Had he had he greeted you and you got there and the food was just eh, okay. We probably would have been like, all right, you know, yeah. it was just an off night or something. Yeah. But the food not being that great, the Scott went up to get our sandwiches. The guy had our sandwiches made, hadn't even put the French fries down yet, and it was just like a cascading effect of just <laughs> poor crap mm-hmm. service. So yeah. we won't be going back. There you go. There you go. Let's talk about some of the different places you can put a testimonial. Yes. All right. So, um, so the, and I'm going to ask Drago, which place is the most important for us to put testimonials? So obviously most answers have many different kinds of possibilities because different industries have different types of customers, but the overwhelming answer for 99% of people out there is going to be Google reviews. Yep. The, the standard good old Google search. Uh, the caveat to that is if you're in B2B, uh, an argument could be made for putting a little more effort into getting some LinkedIn recommendations. But de- mm-hmm. definitely those two are definitely tied for number one. I don't think that part's up for debate. And, and, and then I'd say the third is Facebook reviews. I'd, I'd say so, yeah. Facebook and then trailing after that is is all the other kind of third-party websites like your Yelps. Right. Uh, but those, those I really, because there's so many third-party ones, I usually don't recommend we, we focus effort on those just because there's so many. Yeah. And especially when we know that LinkedIn and Google give you so much bang for your buck. And I think it depends on your industry. So you need to know for your industry, where are people looking or going to get recommendations? Because if I'm a restaurant, I'm probably not going to be focusing on getting LinkedIn reviews because I'm not going on LinkedIn to find out if city had any other bad reviews. I'm going on LinkedIn to find out if I need a recommendation for a new doctor or if I need a job or if I'm looking to connect with a professional service or yeah. So, um, now here, you need to know your industry and mm -hmm. where to, where to post for your industry. Here comes the, uh, the guy who's learning stuff because you two are a little ahead of me on this stuff. When I go to Google, I type in Google and so let's say city. Right, mm-hmm. Or you go to Ooh, city, right? I'm going to see what they're... Right. Once Trinity types in, hey, you know what? Originally this happened, but the manager came out and so, took such good care of us. I've been back five times since. Once she submits that, where does that go? So for, depending on the on the type of situation, it sits in, well, lack of a better term, it's called a queue in the, in the Google database. And it just sits there until it, it makes sure there's no like profanity, anything like that. And then it pretty much automatically gets put right up on there. 
It, it's only if your account's been flagged before that's got to okay. be reviewed by a human being. But that goes into Google. That does not go to their website. No. Yeah. Okay. It goes directly, right. to, assuming right. they're putting it, it goes, into Google. It yeah. goes into Google. Yep. So one of the things that I wanted us to talk to talk about today is getting people's permission to reuse and repurpose their mm-hmm. reviews as well. Um, in our day and age, it it's difficult because you know, I love getting testimonials that I can put on my website because that's where I send people because I have mm-hmm. pictures, of my happy clients, I have testimonials yep. on there. Um, but if somebody is just Googling me, it's not very likely that they're going to go to my website, go on there, look at the testimonials. They're probably going to just look at my rating on realtor.com or for real estate or they're going to for wire to change. They're going to look at our rating on Google reviews. Or on our Facebook reviews. Are all your realtor reviews on your, how do you get them onto your website and how do they go onto realtor.com? So typically I will ask people if they are willing to, to do it on realtor.com first. And then I ask for their permission to take that off there and use it as a testimonial. Gotcha. Okay. And 99% of them are totally okay with that. Um, A lot of people are more likely to send me a written testimonial than they are to go on to realtor.com because you have to like log into their website and then they're stalking you and, and they're sending that's you the stuff. That's the friction point. And that's people it right there. don't want to go through that hassle of giving them their email address to put that review on there. And I totally get it as a consumer too, because mm-hmm. depending on the situation, that is a, it's a daunting task just to sign up for another account, get another spam email exactly. just for that. So I, I get it from both sides of the coin as a consumer and a business owner. Yeah. So that's why this is such and a, when I'm a tough asking topic. for realtor.com reviews, I tee it up to my clients and say, Hey, use your spam email account because they are going to start, they might start emailing you or reaching out to you or yeah, I just marketing to you. Yeah, that's gonna so, happen. and they're really thankful for that. They're like, thanks for not letting me use my, you know, go to email address because the email I have for them is their primary email yeah. that they want because, you know, when we're communicating, it's urgent. And, and let's, Talk about what should be talked about here is everybody's got to have a spam email account. You gotta. I hope yes. everybody listening does. People don't talk about it that much, but I yeah, do. I, I guess I've never really talked about it yeah. like this, so to speak. But yeah, everyone needs to have you should. one. You should. Yeah. Ever since like 2005. Yeah. yeah. Make it. A- I mean, I have a Yahoo email address that the only thing that I use it for is to sign up for coupons. Yep. And if I have to sign up for something I'm shopping for online, it's my right. spam. It's the thing that I know is going to get spammed. Agreed. And um, then I keep everything else out of my personal email. So if you don't have that... Hint from your coaches, go mm-hmm. set yourself up a spam email account. You can get a free one on Gmail or Yahoo or anywhere. What did I see the other day that's still around? By um, the way, yes, City has a 4.5 star rating on Google. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, that's good for restaurants. I think that's really good. And it's of over 1,800 reviews. That makes it even that's better. That's a good Which, number. to me, yeah. I'm thinking, hmm. There's a bunch there's of fives. There's a bunch yeah. of fives bunch of people that are saying and for that many people to go out and review something means that they're doing a good job they're overwhelmingly four and fives and there's a few not so nice people leaving ones and twos and those reviews honestly i I don't even take them to heart because they're complaining about stuff you shouldn't be complaining about 
Well, like it, the stuff I review, like it was like too cold. Like the free Wi-Fi on the on the <laughs> yeah, plane the is loading slow. too slow. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> well, it's like Brian mentioned last week. He's they got a one, and he thinks it was from a competitor because they never quoted them a price. Right. So that's why you should be looking into that to yeah, understand that, who that's that, that, that from. absolutely happens. And and I wish I was actually in on that podcast so I could contribute to the conversation because that stuff has happened to me and my clients in the past. And if it's pretty clearly obvious that it's fraudulent, you can get Google to scrub it off. Okay. Because oh, that's yeah, good to know. Yeah, yeah, whenever and there's things called negative SEO attacks that are along, along the same lines. That yeah. if you inform Google of what's going on, they'll they'll scrub it if it's clearly fraudulent. Oh. The quick definition difference between a review and a testimonial. Um. Just so everybody knows what we're talking about here. Yeah. So they're pretty much one, and I mean, I I would consider them the same. Okay. All right. Um. For me, a review is something that typically is unsolicited, unsolicited, um, and a testimonial is something that you go out and get from somebody. Interesting. My definition is slightly different. Uh, for for me, it'd be whether humans involved. You give a testimonial to a human being. I yes. like Mike. Right. I give a, a review of a product. I liked Mike's product. So that's okay. the distinction I like to make. And and I always think of the review like at a restaurant, a movie. It was, it was a consumer-based, and we were just there, loved it or hated it and that. And then the testimonial would be, hey, Mike, we just, you know, happy to be your realtor selling your house, would love this. And in my mind, that's more personal. Trinity was wonderful to work with because. Mm -hmm. And then I recommend everybody call Trinity to sell their house. Yeah. Whereas in the review, restaurant was wonderful, food was hot when it came out, everybody was nice. That's kind of in my mind. So I would look the, at the personal touch level. Yeah, but okay. so it's interesting yeah. that the three of us the were close. Yeah, we're, little, oh, yeah, we all have the same general idea, yeah. just a slightly different. Yep. Slightly. We just wanted to make sure everybody was kind of on the same page. So, yeah. Yeah. So when I ask for a, and I think I ask for reviews and I also get testimonials. I do both mm -hmm. because reviews tend to have a little bit higher sense of honesty than a testimonial because it's going through a third party uh. right because for somebody to go on to google log in put their email address in same thing with realtor.com like there's another party that somebody's going through they're put they're almost jumping through a hoop to make that happen which legitimizes it versus when I get a testimonial that I put on my marketing materials or whatever, I've asked that person for it. Yeah. And sometimes people think, well, it's not entirely, they, there can be a little bit of discredit to testimonials because people are put on the spot and no one's going to give you a shitty testimonial when you ask for it. Yeah. yeah they that, might yeah. avoid you. Yes. I've had people, I've had businesses ask me for a testimonial and I have, just sort of dodged, the dodged it and yeah. dodged it and dodged it until they finally Stiff left arm. me alone because yeah. I was like, yeah, I really don't want to leave you a testimonial because I wasn't super excited with the business that you did. Yeah. There are, talk about a couple of different ways you get reviews and testimonials from people. How do you ask them? What do you send them? How easy do you make it for them? So for, um, for my real estate clients, I make it as simple as possible. So when I am getting a testimonial, I will either call them and interview them and then I write it up 
So it's, I literally call them and ask them a bunch of questions and then I write it for them and say, Hey, does this look good? And they go, yep. And I make it as simple as stinking possible, which is the goal. Yes. Yeah. Um, plus my writing, I can accentuate the things that in terminology that they might not know. Uh Okay. Which just lends it a little bit more professionalism for the next person. For the next person. Okay. Um, now, some of my clients, I ask them, and they write amazing testimonials without me needing to even prompt them or ask them. Um, if somebody sends me a really nice email saying something great about what I've done, I'll ask them if I can use that as a testimonial on my website. So I'm always on the lookout I do that for, for po- you know, if they're giving me positive feedback, I'm like, that's so awesome. I really appreciate it. Would you mind? Yep. Can I use this as a testimonial? Do you mind if I use your name? Um I find that on the, my website, I like to have their name associated with it so people know it's a real person and mm-hmm. not just something I made up. Yep, yep. So uh, for our Wired to Change testimonials, we have you know past clients and referral partners that have worked with us and then their first name and last initial mm-hmm. on there so people know it's a real human. Have you done a poll before, or a survey, excuse me, before for clients, either for you or Hunter Rowe in general? So... At the end of each transaction, one of our team members calls each of our clients and asks them to rate us in different um, areas on a one to 10. So um, I'm not polling all of them, but I'm polling them individually to find out their honest feedback about what it is, yeah. you know, so I asked them about how they felt about working with me, how they felt about the process, and how they felt about my client service manager. And they can rate each of those a 1 to 10. So they might rate me an 8, Jamie a 10, the process a 9, you know, or whatever it is. So I know where I need to work on and improve. Um, and the feedback I get from those, if it's really good, then I'll ask to use that as a testimonial as well. And how many questions do you put on there? In general, how long should that take somebody to fill out? That is something that they um, usually will call and try to do it over the phone okay. to gather that feedback. If they can't reach through their phone, they send it via email. Um, the response rate's fairly high because at mm-hmm. the end of the transaction, so like today with Cassidy, I let her know, hey, somebody from my team's going to be calling you. I want you to be really honest because this is how we learn and grow and get better. Give us feedback on how the transaction was for you. And, some, you know, I would appreciate if you take their call or return their email. Mm-hmm. So I'm teeing it up. And the one thing that I learned from... So in new construction, a lot of times new construction managers... <laughs> get their bonuses and stuff based off of these score sheets that they have their clients fill out. And they literally ask, will you please give us all tens? Because their bonuses are based off of that. So I don't ask that because when my team is calling and asking for feedback, I legitimately want that feedback. I want to know, okay, if my client service manager wasn't a 10, why? Yeah. yeah, if there's any kinks in your if armor, I, you want to know yeah, why. Yeah, if I wasn't, you know, like what what went wrong, what could have been done better, was the communication mm-hmm. up to par? So I want to know that actual legitimate feedback, which I think is part of the power of calling and getting a testimonial, because while you're getting the testimonial, you can also get feedback about your business that allows you to pivot, make moves, 
make changes, innovate, be stronger, even faster than if you just, you know, do a good job and hope and pray that people are going to acknowledge it. Mm. Bad, bad feedback at the right time can save and propel your business. Yes. If it's, if it's at the right time and you're made aware of a glaring hole you have in your operation, I think that's a positive thing. I'd, I'd rather know about it now than go down the you know road four years and then have this huge problem, right? But yeah. it goes back to the new construction stuff. Does that, I guess the individual benefits from it because they get a bonus, but does the company really benefit from that? No. Then, but yet they keep doing it, right? Yeah. Tell me somebody above the person who's getting the bonus knows what's going on. Tell me they know. I In mean, a larger corporation, I'm willing to bet they do. And, and they don't care because it's a larger corporation. But the smaller ones, I yeah. bet they care. And then yeah. they can say, look, we've gotten 10. 10, we've gotten 10 we've, we have a 100% customer yeah. satisfaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you're telling people to give you 10s because you want your money. And really, where else are you going to go once you've committed to have them build your house, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's – and that whole experience, I, I've watched these new construction managers – ask my clients for it because they do it at the walkthrough. They say, hey, here's part of the process. You know, you're filling out all your paperwork and then you're going to get the survey and we please fill it out because it's really important for, you know, base and they basically come out and say, I'm going to be getting paid based off of this survey. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel, it makes me feel a little icky because what if there is something that you legitimately weren't happy with yeah what if you hit on my wife <laughs> during yeah. the war, during something. <laughs> i want to be happy well, he's a stone cold fox well she'll so. drop his ass right there i don't worry about her but like but i'm with you that puts the consumer in a very, very uncomfortable, uncomfortable spot position. hey give me this review but only give me tens that's fine then I if you like cut me 10 percent back right? i'll give you a 10 yeah uh, and let me get that in writing i won't show your boss <laughs> Anyways. Uh, video testimonials, Drago. Oh. What's the value of video these days? Um, so just like the old adage goes, you know, a, a picture is worth a thousand words, right? And then a, a video is worth a thousand pictures, so to speak. Just, just like a review is awesome. A, a video review is, is basically gold, but at the same time, they're, I don't want to say impossible to get, but if the barrier to entry for most people is, you know, signing up for an account to get a review, if that's tough, uh, a video review is going to be doubly tough. And in my opinion, it's only been successful with your, like, what do you want to call it? Your, your fan base fans, like your mm-hmm. number one all-stars that absolutely love you die hard. And they're willing to take literally time out of their day to show up in someone's studio to get this, you know, little testimonial filmed. Yeah. So they're amazing. They're worth their weight in gold. They're just tough to get. So if I got a video testimonial, where would I want to put that? I would, I would blanket the internet with that thing. I would put on my social media. I'd put on YouTube. I'd put on my website. Again, the, the, a picture's worth a thousand words. Just like I said, it goes so far. If I had something like that, I would just, I would plaster it over the internet. And I get that because I can see your face. I may see a written review, Drago B. I'm like, okay. But yeah, when exactly. I see you identifying yourself yeah. on, oh, yeah. And especially in local markets, that like if you especially work in, in a local market and you're big on a certain geographic area, people are going to know you. And so if someone sees your face somewhere else, that's going to hold a lot of stock mm-hmm. depending on the, you know, the, oh, yeah. the, who you're doing the review for. Yeah, and that brings up a really good point about being able to put things on YouTube. And I was just sitting here thinking, I wrote down gold 
because I don't have any video reviews and I feel like this is an area that I need to stick a toe in the water and and make it happen. When like, you likewise. take your picture in front of the house with a couple that just mm-hmm. bought it or sold it, man, roll your video right there. So I have a bunch of um, short videos of them, like jumping up and down. Mm. And so I guess I kind of have, but, but I don't have a video of them talking, right. saying like what a great experience it mm. was or what it was that was great about it. And you're right there. So yeah, yeah. that would be really easy to do. And they're super excited. Oh. Yeah, you can make it really easy. Actually, I just had an idea just sitting there. Um, when, when, after the sales close, so to speak, and, and you show up to the house for the first time, you could just bring a care package, surprise them at the door, and just see their natural reaction. And like Publishers Clearing House. Yeah. Here's yeah. a million dollars. Be like, you just moved into your new home. I would be mortified if somebody did that to me. I'd be like, I have no makeup on. So okay, would I maybe it's not such a good so idea. That's not worth a million <laughs> dollars, really? One bi- oh, jeez. But if I gave them a quick warning that I'm coming by and I'm going to take a picture with them, then they would be ready to go. Ready to go. Fair enough. Which that's I like. True. Okay. I like to give them a little warning because I know how my women clients can be. That's fair. And, yeah. some, and actually, even some of my male clients need to primp and prep. So some of them even longer. Yeah, if you're than coming to my girls. house, I gotta look pretty. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Got to put on my blazer, all the all the nines. <laughs> yeah, you need to put on one of your multicolored. Uh, you got the red yeah. checker blazer. What are the I, other? I ones haven't really been closet? able to use those in no. ever since we've been, you know, not meeting so uh, yeah. much in person. But How yeah. many of those blazers do you have? Uh, probably about eight or nine. Yeah. Basically, one of every primary color, and then yeah. some with multiple colors. Just if I'm feeling it just fresh, goes with how you feel that yeah, morning. Yeah, goes right? how I feel that morning. <laughs> so for Facebook reviews, I've noticed that they've changed the review format on Facebook. It used to be really easy to leave a review on Facebook, and now they've made it a little bit more difficult. I'm not sure what to say about yeah, that. I'm it's just a, a natural, I guess, evolution. They they found certain holes and tried to plug them. Yeah, try to plug them for lack of a better term. Yeah, and then turn that makes it uh, more difficult, I guess. Um, how do you guys feel about LinkedIn recommendations and people asking for those? <laughs> Mike's. I wish I wish that I could show your face on this podcast sometimes because. <laughs> I wish I was holding my phone differently. I could have got a screenshot right there. It's one of those, it's noticeable if there aren't any. But if you have them, people just kind of go, huh, and I think they just scroll right by. But if I were to go on your page and there would be none, I don't know if I'd give it a lot of thought, but it would pop out at me. But if I see like 20, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And just for the viewers out there, let's be clear. Are we talking about the, the actual recommendations or endorsements? The, the recommendations, because okay. the endorsements, I feel like, are fluff. Yeah, very low barrier to entry. That's what I was about very, to say. Yes. That's a like you, on Facebook. All you, Boom. yes, I agree. exactly. Boom. I mean, I could go in and be like, I endorse you for this, and I endorse yeah. you for this, and I don't even know you, but I feel like you're a good marketer. I think you might be good at coaching. I think yeah. you might be good at social media. Yeah. And yeah. When, when I first started, uh, I, I, just like everyone else, I was learning, and so I thought they were more than they were, and then I realized, oh, this is just fluff. I need to put my effort into, like, recommendations and things yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think most people that are active on LinkedIn probably have about 20 endorsements and two recommendations, if you go back and look. I haven't actually looked that closely right. to be Again, honest. because it doesn't yeah, jump out of you. It, it doesn't yeah, it matter. It doesn't jump, yeah. Right. You're going to call 
for a restaurant for Trinity, she's going to Google that and go, all right, we've never been here before. Exactly. Rather than call 40 friends and say, have you ever been there? I'm going to go straight to that site. That's easy. But if you need a painter for your house, you're going to call somebody you already know mm-hmm. and go, hey, Trinity, I know you deal with a bunch of houses. Who's the best painter you recommend? And then you might go look them up on LinkedIn, but after somebody's given you that name, I think. And what you just said is why why online reviews, wherever they are, hold so much value because you might not have that friend who's tried that, that service, mm-hmm. but then there's a ton of human beings who have tried that service, yeah. and they're giving you your opinion. So. And you may, Trinity may say, oh, call Steve. I use him for all the stuff. And then you go to Steve's website, check him out, and you see three of your friends yep. that have recommended him. Plus Trinity's name, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not even giving this a second. And that's thought. what I was talking about Steve. earlier. Yeah. yeah, if you're in a local geographic area and you see certain names pop yeah. up, you're like, oh man, yeah, yeah. I'm automatically gonna go over here. Yeah. Hmm. So I, um, do you have? Are you a fan of building a submission form on the website? Because Trinity loves websites uh, I and crap. Am, you gotta and it's fill actually out. it's evolved a lot over the years. So so let me just take a second to tell you what it looks like here in, in 2020. So the idea of what we're talking about right now is called reputation management. That's the overall idea of what we're talking about. And we, we've built this cool piece of software that, that we use for any client that requested of us, where uh, it's basically a form. You can put it anywhere. You can put it in an email, on MailChimp. You can put it on your website, anywhere you want that you can embed HTML. You can put the form. And uh, basically what the form does is it asks you, kind of like Trinity was talking about earlier, a series of questions that are important to you. Uh, so you can get feedback for your business because mm-hmm. it's, it's a twofold thing is to get feedback for your business and to get a review. So we, we ask the questions we want uh, to get those kind of feedback uh, answered. And then at the very end, we ask, you know, were you pleased with your with your service from, you know, Trinity's real estate group? Mm-hmm. If, if it was a, a five star, no, I, I'm going to start opposite way. If it was one, two, three or four star, so a.k.a. not a five star, we ask why. And then the process stops. If it is a five star, we ask, you know, if you have another second, we'd appreciate you putting this post online mm-hmm. and we automatically feed them to Google or Yelp or wherever the client wants to go. So if it's four or less, no review. It's a five star, automatically gets bumped over there. So yeah, big fan of website forums. We flew Delta to Dallas last weekend for our niece's wedding, and I'm a big fan of Southwest. Excuse me, Southwest. And I'm a big fan of Southwest. Plus, they don't sell the middle aisle right now. So bloody. Right on. Oh, big time. I didn't know that. Yeah, Delta and American, I think most of them do. Southwest said, no, we're not doing that. Right on. Which is great. I'm a selfless guy. And I got a survey for our trip out there. So I'm sitting home at our, or sitting at our, my sister-in-law's house and just going through some emails and saw that. And it's, you know, check, 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 check is why, what was enjoyable about your trip? And I said, well, everybody was supposed to be where they're supposed to be and what was supposed to happen, happened. Yeah. Everybody was nice. We got to where we go. No delays. Uh, Which it's sad to say, but that, that's rare in this day and age. Yeah. When someone says, I'm going to do this and then they actually do it. Yeah. Everybody's good. I love yeah. Southwest. When we were getting off the plane on the way back, we flew from Dallas to St. Louis and then St. Louis to Raleigh. So we got off the plane in St. Louis and the two flight attendants out front were hysterical. They had some dance music going on while people were deboarding. Hysterical. Everybody in it kind of walked by, like, hey, you know, like, their hey, you guys have a good day. It's like, man, we appreciate all that. But that's what I love about Southwest. I love when they call people up and they have them do karaoke yes. over the intercom. <laughs> well, I've never had that happen. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, oh, I was I was on the out. world's longest um, flight delay when I was in New York at LaGuardia, mm. the world's worst airport on Agreed. the planet. Agreed. Um, and. 
it was all made better by the airport karaoke. Yeah. It's fantastic. They're Thank on you, the Southwest. on the flight from we went from Raleigh to Nashville on the way to Dallas. And on the flight there, about halfway through, the flight attendant got on there saying what they normally say and said, by the way, we've got, and I forget the lady's name, so I'll pick Emily. I don't know. Said, uh, just uh, folks, just want you to know we've got a first-time flyer on here. Her name is Emily. Let's give Emily a round of applause for making this flight for the first time. Everybody clapped. And way ahead of us, there's this short little old lady's arm. It, she had to have been like 70. And that's the first time she ever flew, and the whole plane came oh, oh, that's so cute. I don't like that. Yeah. So, anyways, those are good. Those are things I, I'm happy to put in in reviews and stuff like that. So, so for reviews, the thing that I think is most important is that you need to have them posted regularly, and you need to have some updated recent reviews. So, if you did a great job getting reviews in 2016 and you haven't gotten one since yeah that is going to hurt your overall um your seo it's going to hurt your um chances of people thinking that you're legitimate they're gonna be like what is drago still they're in gonna business? Wa- yeah like, i was gonna say the they're heck? gonna wonder if you're still around yeah, yeah if it's been four years and who knows yeah um so I think that that's very important when it comes to Agreed. to getting and maintaining your really good reviews. Um, one of the things that Mike and I talked about is um, sending a template for clients mm. to use to fill out reviews. Make it as simple as possible for them. You get my attention Absolutely. if you say, just fill this out, or is this okay? Yes. You got my attention. But, hey, I need you to write me. And I don't mind writing. I'm a halfway decent writer, but I'm like, yeah, really? That's how much I meant to you as a client. I got to write it down, so. Yeah, a template's a great idea, and it is absolutely A-OK with all of the review websites in terms of terms of service. The only thing they don't want you doing is straight up, like, paying people for reviews. That, that, that's where things get. People would yeah. never offer of something not. for a review. Oh, no. <laughs> and, folks, uh, clean your own soul with that. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I think I've been bribed a time or two oh, to, to leave a product yeah. or service review. Yep. Um, anything else that you guys can think about for testimonials and reviews that our listeners need to know? Just ask if they are that happy with you. If they've been your client for five years, they're probably happy. Mm-hmm. Ask yep. them. As the old adage goes, initiating the conversation is half the battle. <laughs> you got you to gotta, gotta ask for the review. Yeah. And that's something even I'm guilty of to this day. I got to oh, ask. Yeah. Got to yep. ask. This has been a good reminder. I'm all fired up now to go I am out too. I was actually going like, to say that. I need to do need this to tomorrow right away. Reviews. We need to get some testimonials, maybe make some video. Yeah. This is, I'm I'm on fire and ready to go. And of course, I'm on fire about you reviewing this show because yes. we love your reviews. And that's how you're going to help us get to the top of the charts. We want to be up there with the big dogs. And the only way we're going to get there is by our listeners, our loyal fan base, sharing us, subscribing to us and reviewing us and we are going to adore you for doing it and we appreciate you taking the time and the effort to do that that tells us hopefully you're getting something out of the podcast and that will uh incentivize us even more to keep bringing you quality entertainment and knowledge and with that we will see you next time on our wired to change podcast